Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. My name is Paige Peck-Baumert, and I am joined here with my mother, Nicolene Peck. Hi, Mom. Hey. So today we are talking about a really interesting topic. Um, We're going to be talking about friendships and do we really need friendships? Because there's some debate out there about, you know, okay, well, does my kid really need to make friends? You know, do I need to be a good friend? This, that, and the other. Um, We are here to tell you why we need friendships. But first, as is tradition, we're going to talk about our family activity. And what is that, mom? So it is October as we're filming this and Paige and I started thinking about what do we do in October and of course make caramel apples, which is so fun. So, and there's so many fun things you can decorate with on your caramel apples. You can put crumbled up cookies on the caramel apples. You can put um, chocolate. That's my favorite drizzled over the caramel on the caramel apples, sprinkles, <laughs> all kinds of things. And it's fun to just kind of get creative with those sticks and caramel and, and with the apples. And so get yourself a, a pot of caramel going and, and see what you can do. And you know what, honestly, I'm also good with just dipping the apples in the caramel, like slices and just, eating them <laughs> up. but there's just something really fun with making caramel. I, I love making that caramel. So you can either unwrap them and melt it down, or sometimes you can just make it homemade, make that caramel too. So, you know, depending on how adventurous you are, we've done all those kinds of things, but there's something about the food of the season that is definitely worth looking into. So let's talk about friendship, Paige, and Mm -hmm. really need them. You know, Paige, when you were growing up, um, we homeschooled and you had friends within the homeschool community and you had there were some friends in the neighborhood there were friends that went to our church with us and actually some of those were the same people in the neighborhood but some <laughs> were, some were different a few were different if they didn't happen to go to our same church um but i will say there was a difficulty for you finding like really good, like total match, match friends. I mean, you just Mm -hmm. were friends with lots of people, but you didn't necessarily have that, that friend, like for a lot of years, you didn't really have that friend that was like, Oh, this, this girl is exactly like me. (laughs) And and so you had to adapt, you know? Yeah. Well, cause there's a difference in being a friend and having a friend. So you can be friends to all sorts of different people, but that doesn't necessarily you can cons- mean that you consider them your friend. Right. Oh, that's totally true. The thing is, is you did consider them your friend. I mean, you <laughs> were, you were like, these are my friends, but you focused more on being a friend yeah. than you did on getting something from them. And I think that was, it was really neat to see. I felt like it was a mature way for you to handle friendship. I remember multiple times discussing your friends with you and who you'd like to improve a friendship with or how maybe we could find other friends or whatever. And, and just trying to find this match. And occasionally there would be someone who it's like, Oh, I'm with, I'm doing things with them quite a bit. Um, But oftentimes your friend relationships, you felt like, I think more often you were going to be of service to them rather than them ever Mm -hmm. giving 
do anything. And I think that that is a very interesting thing with friendships. Because So we got to talk about a friend. We're going to talk about, do we really need friends? And, and maybe this theme of your friendships will keep coming back throughout this thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, we, let's talk about what a friendship is. So in order to discuss or, or to define what a friend is, like, like immediately when I think friend, I think my husband, my very best friend, right? And I think my children, my best friends, my... You know, and, and I have other key people in my life that I would consider incredibly good, even best friends, right? But, but there's a hierarchy to these friends. Like there's some, like you said, that are the, the higher, more important friends than others. But I immediately thought, who's the perfect friend? The perfect friend, so I'm going to go religious here, is God, right? So he's, I'm a religious right. person because he knows us better than everybody else. He made us. He knows us. And, and when are we the happiest in that friendship? When is that friendship really cruising and doing well? And it's actually when we are trying to be of service to him, right? In that, mm-hmm. in that relationship. And I feel like with my husband and wife relationship, it's the same thing. When is my husband and wife relationship the best? It's when I am focusing on valuing that person and being of service to that person. And when is it the worst when I'm selfish and thinking, what do I get out of it? Or what didn't I get out of it? Or, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so um, I think it's important to recognize a friend is every single person. Yeah. Every single person is a friend and it's a, it's a person that you, um, that you value, I would say. And I think someone that you're willing to sacrifice for as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly why I was getting to that with that other little example. Yeah. (laughs) Is something, someone that you would serve, someone that you would sacrifice for and not think anything of it. Someone that you would give to, and not just think about what you get from them. If you think about what you get from them, you might not actually be having a friendship. Well, it could be, it just might not be a healthy one. There you go. That's true. That's true. So let's just say with every single person you ever run into, you have a relationship. It's either a relationship of, I don't care about you. (laughs) I don't have time for you. Or it might be a relationship that is, um, wow, I want to know more about you. What can I do for you? tell me, you know, I want to bond with you. Right. So that we relate to all people and all things. Literally, I have a relationship to the grass, the the grass that was just in my garden today. I have a relationship of like, get out. (laughs) And I dug it out of my grass, you know, like you don't go here. (laughs) Get out. Out of my, my garden. Anyway. So we, we have relationships with absolutely everything and every person, but I wouldn't say that I have a friendship with the grass. I don't have- No, it's just a relationship. I have a, I, I relate to, I think of the grass in a certain way and I like it to stay in its boundaries, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's how I think of it. Anyway, so, um, so let's talk about healthy versus unhealthy friendships because um, that is definitely a thing. And I think one of the biggest defining things of an unhealthy relationship in my mind, at least, is a person who, um, just as worried about what they get from the other person. If they, oh, well, what are you doing for me? Well, I want someone to make me feel good, you know, and yeah. get, get that thing for me and do that work for me. Well, I think some really key questions to ask yourself, um, you know, that will help you determine whether you're in a healthy or unhealthy relationship. 
um, is actually a list of questions I found from a book that I'm reading for a class. It's called How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk um, from John Van Epp. And it's been an amazing book, but some of the questions he's like, okay, well, some things you need to consider, you know, does this person return phone calls? Do they answer emails? Do they admit when they're right or wrong? Do they apologize? Do they arrive on time? Do they keep promises? You know, are they always complaining? Um, do they pick friends up or pull them down? Do they respect you as a friend? Are they constantly angry or hurt? You know, stuff like that. There's so many more questions. But um, those are really some things to help you analyze whether you're in a good relation or good friendship or not. Mm-hmm. Those are some good questions. In fact, it makes me think I was just having a conversation with Porter just today, actually over breakfast. And we were talking about some of his friendships and there's this one friend that all this friend does is talk about how they're tired and how they don't do good at this and they don't do good at this and they don't want to do this. And he's like, mom, the friend group keeps wanting to bring this friend into stuff and this friend drains me like i don't yeah, feel that can like be it's emotionally draining because they're yeah. talking about themselves it's what can they get out of this friendship and for them it sounds like they're wanting negative attention yeah oh yeah it is and and everything is negative now maybe the person has depression or something like that and, and porter's trying to be as supportive as supportive as he can you know but like then there's a point where he's like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm not getting I'm being ill used, you know, like it starts, it starts to feel that way. It's kind of like the person that dumps everything on you, but never asks how you're doing, you know, like those questions you were reading. I mean, does the person return your phone calls? Do they follow through and help you when they say they're going to, or are they always flaking? And is there always an excuse? You know, that's, that's actually at the same time, you know, people are human. I mean, you know, so, um, but that's a, that's a good thing. So when we talk about unhealthy friendships, um, I think it's really important for us to bring in uh, friendships with things and not friends. Ooh, yeah, because you can have a relationship like you're talking about with the grass. Mm-hmm. So like a, someone who stays at home and reads every day, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they have a friendship with those books or a musician has a friendship with their instrument. Well, a relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I a think there's some people that truly think their best friend is their book and their best mm-hmm. friend is there. And I'm not saying you can't be mentored by a book and learn from a book. You can, I love books. I, I read books all the time and, and they can, I mean, there, there can be leadership in a book that, that leads you toward good things. There can be all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, but for sure. Is it really a friendship? Like there's a point where it could, could cross the line to unhealthy, especially if it's negative or Mm-hmm. you know, or coercive. I'm thinking of all the people that might have relationships with their devices that are unhealthy. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. If you are with real people and you are thinking about the game, I bet, but the game, but the game, but the game, but the game, and you're think, and you're with real people and you can't get that video game or whatever game it is out of your head. That's actually 
that means you have an unhealthy attachment with an inanimate object <laughs> that is actually getting in the way of what should be a healthy attachment with a human, with a person. Yeah. So I was actually asked a question recently and I want to get your take on this. Um, this person asked me, so do you think that those who don't have any friends are at more of a disadvantage in life than others? What do you think people who don't have relationships in real life like that do? Mm, yeah. Okay. So this is a, here's the thing is that anyone can have friends. So I think that's an mm -hmm. important thing to realize um, that Paige, you and I are really good friends, right? Like the best of friends. Of um, obviously your husband is your more best friend and my husband <laughs> is my more best friend. But other than that, right, we're really yeah. good friends. So, um, so everyone does have friends around them. So to say, well, you know, do you think those people who don't have friends are at a disadvantage? Well, I think those people who don't recognize they have friends are at a disadvantage because I think Ooh, some, that's true because everyone I, does have friends. Yeah. And I think some people are waiting for the perfect something to come along and they're not being friendly to the people that are around them. I mean, you've got coworkers, there's friend potential right there. You've got people you go to church with people in your apartment complex, people, whatever, like there's friend potential right there. Now, if you do not see that you have friends, then you are at a disadvantage that, uh, uh, than others because there are things that we gain from friendship, right? Um, right? So, you know, people end up then starting to create those unhealthy relationships to the wrong things, to food, to devices, to... Mm -hmm you know, whatever bad thoughts, you know, disappointment, depression, whatever, um, and distractions. And so, yeah, I think it hurts a person not to have friends. Now, as many of my people know who, you know, people who've done a lot of teaching self-government learning, because, you know, that's what we're, you know, all about here at the Teaching <laughs> Self-Government podcast is about self-government and learning self-government. And this relates to that, but people who follow a lot of the stuff that I, that I teach know that I say parents should not be friends. That is not the role of parents. No, parents it are is, not supposed to be friends. They're supposed to be mentors and guides and parents. Parents, exactly. They, they have, they're supposed to maintain parental authority. Their role is to nurture, to lead, to protect, to provide, to preside. I mean, those are clearly defined um, roles just by the self-evident fact that you had a child anyway. And so, <laughs> so that's what a parent is supposed to be, but a parent should always remember that to their child, they are a friend too, which means that the way that you treat that child is going to be the way that they treat everybody else. It's true. And that's, that's with other, huge. you know, classmates, playmates, but also later on in life when it comes to marriage and dating, mm -hmm. which I think is huge. So um, just something that um, John Van Epp said in his book, he said, the friendship patterns um, like your partner has developed uh usually provide you with the extent of the potential of what you can have in a romantic relationship with that person. 
although it's not a guarantee. Mm. I thought that was really interesting because some people I know, um, it gives an example in the book of this woman who she falls in love with this guy, but he has an interesting group of friends. And she's like, you know, you know, I was this super straight A student, 4.0 GPA, um, fell in love with this guy. You know, his friends were a little iffy, um, but, you know, he, he always treated me well. Um, and eventually, you know, she, he started treating her like he was treating his friends and like his friends treated him. And she said, you know, I figured that he would eventually grow out of his lifestyle. I never imagined that I would become just like him. So not only was he treating her poorly, she ended up beginning to treat others poorly because of his friends and her becoming friends with his friends. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what happens with friendship is the way that you behave with each other becomes contagious. You know, we've all had that thing where it's like, oh, the inside joke, the funny, like, oh, only we know this because it was so funny. But then it yeah. goes on forever and ever. And the rest of your life, you like cannot see that movie without thinking of the inside joke or Mm -hmm. you can't see that car or whatever it is that that goes along with that inside joke and and so it starts to wire us you know which is a huge thing now one of the reasons I always say parents need to remember their parents and not be their children's friends is because I do say um you know that they need to, the children create, gets a lot of security from the parents in that way. But the place that children should learn social is actually from their families, from their homes, from their parents, which means that the parents need to see themselves as a social unit in the child's life. Oh yeah. To that, to that degree, you are a friend because they're learning all of these things from you. Mm-hmm. As I say, you growing up, I learned. Them. You'll shape them. Yeah, as I say, growing up, I learned so much from watching you interact with other, other adults and interacting with me. Um, and then we would analyze how I would act with others. And you'd be, you would say things like, okay, you know, that probably wasn't a good idea. Um, do this better next time. And you'd help me analyze my actions. But, you know, I would also watch you interact with other people. I'm like, oh, okay, so she... You know, someone said something mean there and she decided to just take it cool and take it chill and not take it personally. Cool. I can do that. You know, or, Mm. oh, you know, she really relates with this person. She can talk about anything with them. That's what a real friendship looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember a time page. I don't even know if you remember this (laughs) and we don't need to talk at length about it just due to time. But, but as you were speaking there about how you were watching me, I remember there was a time where I was especially silly one day. And, and I, I mean, cause you know, I can be silly. Oh, just yes. like, and yeah. Anyway, I was especially silly one day and I don't remember what I said, but I remember you looked at me with just kind of like this look on your <laughs> face and, and, and it was kind of shock, maybe even dismay. And, and you said, mom, I've always seen you as a very refined person, but right now you weren't being very refined and I was like ouch I mean that it just it I was like oh she is so right that's hilarious I I I have totally just like 
gone back to my childhood, right? <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what just happened there, but, and, and, and it was all in good fun, but I was like, you're right. You know, oh, yeah. and like, that's so true that I am not behaving right now the way I normally do. And the way I probably should. So I'm going to go ahead and just adjust that. Thank you very much. You I'm know? sure it was and a fun so, moment though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was silly things, but I just remember you were shocked by it and, and I wasn't inappropriate or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just like, it was just different. I, I don't even remember what I said or did. Like, I don't even remember. I, all I remember is what you said and the look on your face and how it struck me. That's all I remember. <laughs> and I remember thinking, see, look what happens is that, and if I were to be that way all the time, you would have just been that way and you would have never noticed anything different. It's true. And so what, what that guy's saying in the not to how to not date a jerk or whatever it is, um, how to avoid falling in love with the jerk, falling in love with the jerk. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and I hope one of his things is, you know what, you got to look at his social skills. You got to look at who he hangs around. You got to mm-hmm. look at, because that's who he'll be like, and you've got to look at their family. Yeah. If their family is not the way you want your family to be in the future, probably ought not get too close because that's how it's going to turn out. Well, and something else he talks about is um, if you see that your like your significant other or something is super nice to you, but then like super snappy at a waitress or yells at someone that isn't necessarily, you know, close to them at some point, all of those emotions and behaviors that are exhibited will be directed towards you at one point. True. And, and see, I think that within friendship, um, when you truly care about something, one of two things happens, either you treat them better than any person you've ever treated in your life, mm-hmm. or you totally take advantage of them and you let all the colors show, right. Yeah. And everything. And so, um, and, th- and that's true. And I think that's why a lot of marriages struggle is because when you're in lovey la la land, you treat each other, you know, like kings and queens. And then all of a sudden you're like, meh, that person telling me to pick up milk on the way home. I'm too tired for that. I mean, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, you're just bugged and you're tired and you don't care. And you start taking advantage of that person and being unkind. And so friendship really teaches us how to be kind. So when we're talking about friendship here, we're talking about friendship within the family. We're talking about friendship, friendships outside of the family. We're talking Mm -hmm. about friendships with teachers, coworkers, people at church, all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about, let's, let's mention here, um, the the reasons for friendships and why having friendships are so essential so one of them that we already mentioned was that it determines friendships determine how you're going to treat other people and i think one thing one thing more that might need to be mentioned there is just this that um when you say you have all your friendships or quote-unquote friendships people you think are your friends you treat them like they serve you like they do everything for you and whatever, or you have more friendships with or relationships with inanimate objects like devices and stuff like that than you even do with, um, with people, then you're going to probably treat other people like inanimate objects. You are going to treat people like the things 
or the people that you have those relationships with. And, and that could actually be pretty scary. You well, know? it can be detrimental in a significant other relationship, in a think romantic relationship. People, think of the gamers. Okay. Think of the gamers. You're in a gaming situation. You're like, Oh, you die. You jerk. You, you know, and, and you're saying these things in the, in the game. Right. And then you're talking in the chat with the other people on the game, which I have never done. I want you to know. I'm just <laughs> saying I've, I've seen this kind of behavior. Anyway, and so, and you're talking with people, oh yeah, let's get him, blah, 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 he's going down. Okay, you talk, you talk in a bully, aggressive gang mentality to your friends that you spend the most time with on your game or in your social media or whatever, what is going to happen to the whole social everything? How is everyone going to get treated by you and all your friends and by all these other people involved in these pastimes? Everyone at some point is going to get treated like a video game character. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that's one thing. So Paige, what other things, what are other, um, why is it essential to have friendships? And what are some other, you know, reasons that, um, that we need friendships to become a successful adult? Um, another big reason is having friends helps to define our thinking and our action. So um, one thing that I was thinking of, we are drawn to people who, you know, we make our friends because of how they act and how maybe they're similar to our own. Um, in fact, John Van Epp says, basically, we associate with people who are similar to us in values, attitudes, personality, age, status, and lifestyle. Sometimes it's unclear whether you are drawn to the group because you are similar to them, or if you, your association with them has shaped you into their likeness. In either case, people have friendships with those whom they resemble. And I think that's really, really interesting because I think to a lot of my friends and when I became friends with them, we had very similar values and ways of thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously people change. And so I'm not as close with other people as I used to, because maybe our lifestyles are different or our belief systems have changed or whatnot. Um, But the friends that I do have, we think very similarly and we act very similarly. And so I can tell that, you know, some of my actions and the ways that I think are based off of my relationship with, you know, one of my really good friends. And I'm like, oh, you know, there she is again, you know, in, in my life. And, you know, I love thinking about her and seeing that some of the things I learned from her are good. Um, and that's what, you know, friends are really for is to help define our thinking and acting. But when you get in a group of friends that are not good for you, then that can be detrimental to our growth and development as a human and as a successful adult. Mm, mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and here we have hit self-government. I mean, we, we, all of these things relate to self-government because relationships are really involved in a person being able to control themselves. But if you are concerned about you following the, the clearest thinking patterns and having good actions and stuff like that, then you've got to pick good friends. Because mm-hmm. those are, they're going to be, you're going to have that influence come on you, right? So, um, it, well, especially if you trust them, because like once you find that common ground with you, with, you know, in between you two, you tend to trust that person and their opinions. Yeah. It's like, especially if you don't have your own sense of what is true. Mm-hmm. So, and so their opinions can then affect how you act and think. Totally. Well, and because I think you, if you have a really good friendship, you're bouncing truths off each other all the time. 
right? Oh, for and you're sure. discussing things and forming opinions on stuff. And, um, and, you know, you're sorting out your problems in the world, like, oh, this election or this whatever, right? And you're talking about stuff with mm-hmm. them because you have things in common with them. And so, yeah, and they can be a source of positive peer pressure as well you know, helping to boost you along in your journey in life. Yeah, absolutely. But it also means that if you're willing to just accept anyone as a friend, then, you know, even if they don't match you in any way or whatever, then you are setting yourself up for not becoming the type of adult you wanted to be. And you might be disappointed in yourself because of that, actually. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're, we're mean to people that are different than us. It shouldn't be. That's not the case. But the, the people no. that we truly bond to as close friends, we've got to be careful about selective. Um, so Porter actually said to me, you know, he was talking about a group of young people uh, that were around. And he's like, you know, I'm really not friends with any of them. And that's okay. Um, I know them. I like them. I could be nice, but I, I'm not friends with any of them, you know, really, because I don't really want to be like them, mom. They are not doing things that I want to do. And so I'm okay being alone. But then of course he's not alone because who's he talking to me? (laughs) And we're like actually talking about the, the important stuff. So like I'm the friend, right. Which is totally fine. So let's talk about um, our third reason. So the third reason that that um, friendships are so essential to becoming a successful adult is because they help us polish our social skills. So we learn social from either our family or from friends or from the media. Hopefully we've learned them from good family bonding. Hopefully that's how our children learn them because that's the healthiest way. Same age peers don't often teach very well, especially when they're little. Um, And so but as we're old, when we're older, we definitely are influenced more and learn more from our friends. I mean, that's why some people can change so drastically from their roots when they become adults, because they will like decide to change. Um, the ideal is you learn how to live morally and are, you're super grounded like that and your social skills are morally grounded. And then you take them out and you polish them with your friendship time. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, you learn about all sorts of social skills in the home, but then you don't always have a place to practice it. It's like learning about science and different experiments in a book. But if you don't ever practice it or experiment with it, you're never going to really learn how it works. So true. I remember when you first got to college and you would call me, Hey mom, what about this? Hey mom, this is really <laughs> like, Hey, this thing happened with my roommate and whatever. And you know, <laughs> I know and you were just like, Oh, what do I do? I'm heartbroken or whatever. And we would talk about it. And so this other friend would help you navigate the other friendship and help you polish those social skills with them. And you were able to stay true to who you were and also Mm -hmm. get all those other wonderful benefits that come from having that friend relationship so so friends are essential and guess what boom you can't even get into this world without having a friend mom dad (laughs) first friends it's the best ever so so um but we of course don't think of ourselves as friends as much as we think of ourselves as parents because that's important that we maintain parental authority otherwise the whole friendship fails (laughs) anyway everything goes to dysfunction then and then we don't end up with the friendship like me and Paige you know that we want so yeah so an answer to our podcast title yes we need them 
Yes, we absolutely need them. And we need to spend some good time working on them. And I think one of the biggest things that we can do is we can become the best friend to other people. And if we work on our own skills as becoming friends, then we will get those meaningful friendships that we need. Thank you everyone so much for joining us today on the Teaching Self-Government podcast. If you would like to learn more about self-government, how to master yourself and how to teach your children self-mastery and self-government, skills then you can always find a lot more there's more podcasts there's um there's movies on our youtube channel but on teachingselfgovernment.com there are articles and courses even free courses that you can take so go there and take a look teachingselfgovernment.com and we will talk to you again next time bye-bye bye You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.